Welcome to the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. The world is falling apart, but you don't have to. Join Jordan and Kristen as they discuss the challenges that face us in our decaying world every day. God has a plan for you to have victory and to be a light in the darkness. As the Bible says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, here's Jordan and Kristen. All right, good evening, everybody. Uh, happy Thursday for those of you in the Western Hemisphere, and happy Friday for everybody else. Hope you guys are having a great week. Listen, before I do the prayer and before I do the message, I just want to address one real quick thing. Um, I look at the data for these videos and when people tune in and when they leave, and a lot of you will listen to the message and listen to Kristen's prayer and then, you know, kind of not hang around for the prayer request. And, and that's fine. It's your business. But tonight we've got some really heavy prayer requests, and I'd like if, if as many of you as possible could stick around at least, you know, for a little bit to join us in prayer because we're coming up against some pretty serious stuff, and there are a lot of people here who have submitted prayer requests tonight, who I think would really like to know that as many people as possible are joining them. All right. So we'll get to those after Kristen's prayer. But tonight I want to give you my message and we're finishing up our three-part series on the importance of giving in order to receive. And we spoke about how you have to give forgiveness in order to get forgiveness and how you have to give mercy in order to get mercy and how both of those things are really essential to your salvation. They are, they are not optional. Well, I want to talk tonight about something that's also not optionable, but optional, excuse me, that's also uncomfortable for a lot of people. And that is if that is you have to give financially if you want to receive financially. Now, I will add this at the beginning. Do not go thinking that I'm one of these televangelists asking you for money. You guys who have been watching me long enough know that I've said countless times we do not accept money on this program. We have never asked anybody to send us money. We have almost 70 videos up. I defy you to show me one where I asked anyone for money. And we have not monetized any of these videos and run commercials on them through YouTube or Facebook, even though we probably could. All of the production costs for all of the Jordan and Kristen videos that we do are paid out of my pocket. So don't think I'm telling you that you have to give because I want you to give to me. I don't. I want you to give to your local church. I want you to give to the poor. And it's not just me that wants that. The Bible says it very clearly over and over again. Proverbs 3 says, honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim with new wine. So we're being told that if you give your wealth, then you'll be blessed financially to the point of overflowing. Proverbs 11 says, one person gives freely, yet gains even more. Another person withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. Now, this is the exact opposite of the world system. All right, we think the person giving away would have less money because he's giving his money away, but he winds up with more, while the person who's holding on to his money leads to financial ruin. And the next verse in Proverbs says, a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. Psalms uh, 112 verse 5, good will come to those who are generous and lend freely, who conduct their affairs with justice. So actually giving is, is actually linked to, to justice. And Paul says in Corinthians, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So the Bible could not be more clear about this. This is not optional. And perhaps the most well-known verse is out of Malachi, which says tithing 
or by not tithing, you are actually robbing from God. It's no different than the pastor who steals money from his church. In fact, you might remember I did a whole video about this a few weeks ago where Malachi says, will a mere mortal rob from God? And yet you rob from me. But you ask, how are we robbing from you? Well, in your tithes and your offerings. And it goes beyond that. It actually says, because of that, you are under a curse. And so is your whole nation because you are robbing me. So by not tithing, you actually place a curse on yourself. And that's why a few episodes ago, I said, if you're not tithing, don't bother to pray for financial blessings because it's just not going to work. Ah, but then God says in the next verse, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. He actually says, test me in this and see if I will not open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to contain it. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops and the vines in your fields will not drop their fruit before it's ripe. Then all the nations will call you blessed for yours will be a delightful time in the land. So this is very simple. If you don't give, you don't receive. And if you want to receive, you have to give. And to be clear, I'm not saying you should tithe just to get a good return on your investment because then you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Paul says in Corinthians, one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion for God loves a cheerful giver. And the, and the reason should be obvious because if you're giving reluctantly, then who is your God really? Your God is money, okay? So you should be able to give to God because God is who you love. You don't love the money, you love God. So you should want to be able to give to him. And it's not just in tithing. Listen to this. In Matthew 25, Jesus is preaching about how God rewards givers, saying, For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. And you might say, well, Jesus, how is it we did those things for you? And he answers, truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me also. But that's not all. Listen to the punishment that comes to people who, do, who don't do that. He says, but for the others, depart from me, you who are cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous, he says, to eternal life. All right. So the lesson here is twofold. Number one, giving is not only tied to financial blessings, but to eternal life and righteousness, just like we said about giving forgiveness, just like we said about giving mercy, getting into heaven is actually conditioned on those, on those things. And if you don't believe me, go read the Bible. It's right there. Okay. Matthew 25. So that's number one. But number two, check this out. God doesn't bless you financially just so you can have nice things. It's so you can bless others. In 2 Corinthians says, Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge your harvest for your righteousness. He says, You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving for God. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of God's people, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God, okay? In other words, God wants to bless you financially so that you can bless others, so that people will thank him because God loves praise and thanksgiving. In fact, one of the things 
you know, with Kristen is, is I try to be as good as I can for her, not just because I love her, which I do, but because I know that when I do that, she praises God for me. And I know that nothing makes God happier than to be praised. So this idea that we serve a poor and stingy God who pinches pennies and doesn't want to bless you financially is just wrong. I think a lot of us have this idea in our head that God is like this stingy banker, like the Monopoly guy or, or you know, uh, or or Scrooge or something who's just holding on to this money and doesn't want to give it to you. That's just not the case. He wants to bless you. But just like with forgiveness and mercy, when it comes to finances, you need to give to receive. That's my message for you tonight. All right. Woohoo. I love it. Love it. I love all of these messages. And you know what I, I love um, about this message, Jordan, is that, you know, I feel like at least for uh, our culture or where we live, but I feel like I could speak for many parts of the world. Um, it's like the pendulum swings both ways where we've come so far out of trying as a, as a church culture, trying not to be legalistic, which I understand, you know, um, uh, wearing makeup and all, all these things that, that right. were thought to be, um, and, uh, can we eat meat, you know, and the things that, you know, of course we know in the Bible says God has come to free us from the law. Um, but we still live by God's laws, you know, uh, we still live by the 10 commandments. We still live right. by those things. So I think the danger in, uh, yes, we don't want to be legalistic and it's not being legalistic because the danger in then going the other way and saying, oh, well, you know what, if you want to tithe, if you feel like it, you know, um, being a good shepherd and, and our responsibility on this program is, is to really lay out the things that are going to help all of us to be, live the best life we can live in God's abundance. Yeah. That's the only way to do it. I mean, God's out and, uh, you know, always try to, oh, well, you know, certain things were old in New Testament. God's, you know, yes, he does from the, the quote law, there's still things that are law. And I know from my life, you know, as well, tie that really, uh, God needs the points. You out uh, the verse that's um, don't withhold your power. So just stronger. And of course, five loaves and fish, how God multiplied. That. I mean, well, basket over. He just keeps multiplying. He's a complication in a place. Well, I, I, I'm sure you had a lot of good things to say there. It's unfortunate that due to the reception, none of us were able to hear it. Oh. Um, but, uh, you know, one of the things I notice, I think also, is that a lot of people are afraid to step out in their faith because they think, you know, they're afraid actually to put God to the test. And I saw this in. I think some of the more conservative churches, um, how, you know, they would say that they, they reject the idea of prosperity and they say, well, you know, God will bless you, but it's really in spiritual ways or he'll bless you when you get to heaven or whatever. And it's because I think they don't want to put God to the test to tithe and then, you know, have to worry about what if I don't see the financial increase. But, but you know, Paul says quite clearly in Corinthians, you will be enriched in every way so that yeah. you can be generous on every occasion. So that's not that's not just being being blessed in some ways, right? He's clearly right. talking about money in this whole in this whole section here, and so there's just no way around it. You know, we and I was actually going to do a sermon on that coming up, Chris, uh, Kristen, about how it's become so fashionable to say, "Oh, well, we're not religious people; we just believe in relationships." It's like, 
yeah, okay, but Christianity is a religion also, and yes. <laughs> I don't get into I I don't get into you can't come into church if you're not dressed a certain way, or you can't come into church if you've been divorced, and you can't come into church if you know you have a criminal record or you have tattoos, you don't look like the rest of us. I don't get into that stuff, but let's not act like we can just live however we want. Right. Like like God hasn't <laughs> set out certain uh, prescriptions and said. If you if you if you want to follow me, you do right. these things because they who love me keep my commandments. Okay, right. that's a whole other sermon. I don't want to I don't want to get too much into that. But you know, in between, like the the ultra ultra, I didn't want to call it religious, like beyond religion, like the people who just want to turn Christianity into their own little country club, and on the other sec the other side, the totally libertine peer, people who think. Oh, I just have to say I love Jesus and that's enough and it doesn't matter how I live. No, right. in between those two extremes, it's pretty yes. clear. Yes, you're supposed to have a relationship with God, but we deny him when we're disobedient and we demonstrate our love for him when we're obedient. And by the way, being obedient is the only way uh, to to experience the fullness of God. So yeah. that's a whole other message for a whole other night. But assuming your reception is going to be agreeable, would you uh, – Please lead us in, in prayer. And, in, and then you, before you do that, in Jesus' name, I'm sick yes. of the stupid technical yes. difficulties we've been having this last week with Kristen's reception. And I'm going I'm going to the house tomorrow to figure out what's going on. Yes. But right now, I order this prayer to come in yes. perfectly clear for everyone to hear it. In Jesus' name, amen. Go, amen. Go. amen. Okay. Yeah. Well, the verse I want to talk tonight uh, for the basis of our prayer is, if any of you lacks wisdom... Let him ask God, or let her ask God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him or her. James 1.5. I love that verse. God saying, come on, I want you to ask. I want you to ask. Isn't that a theme throughout the Bible where God is saying, ask me. Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door will be open. How many times do we... Just go around in circles, Lord, where we are not even asking you, where we should be praying to you first, and it we're sorry that it's like the last thing we do. God, we we could save ourselves so much trouble and time if we just come to you first. So, Lord, right now, we quiet our hearts before you. We come to you and we say, Lord, we're asking. And we're asking for wisdom. And we're asking that because I ask for wisdom for every person listening. Because I feel, you know, the Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And I feel like wisdom and your wisdom and the fear of the Lord is so intertwined to everything else that we have need for. Lord, for any situation, we need your wisdom. We need your direction. We need your provision. Lord, we need your, your hand guiding us. You've promised never to leave us or forsake us, Lord. So right now, I ask for wisdom for your people. I ask for a supernatural outpouring of your wisdom, God. I ask that we would, we would see things as though they really are in the spirit realm, Lord. That we wouldn't just see them in the natural. They, we would, you would give us your eyes. And we would see what you want us to see, God. I ask that we would that, that the eyes of our heart would be enlightened. Lord, I ask for wisdom, for direction, 
Lord, there are so many people who are feeling alone, confused. And I just want to tell you right now, if that's the way you feel, it's, I don't want to say it's okay that you feel that way. In other words, I'm not saying that you have to stay that way. But I want you to know that every person at some point in their life has felt that way. The enemy wants you to think that you're the only person who feels that way. And, you know, you're, you're out on an island. But let me tell you something. God cares. And he's speaking through me right now to you saying that you're, that what you're facing right now is not wasted. That loneliness is not wasted. That confusion is not wasted. He's going to use that for his glory. And out of that is going to come the abundance of what you seek. So right now, Lord, I pray for every person who feels lonely, confused, scared. Lord, I ask for your peace to descend. I ask for your wisdom to descend on your anointed people. Lord, there are so many things where there's the good decision and the God decision. We want your trail of blessing, Lord. We don't want to just follow the mediocre decision. There are so many things where people feel like discouraged. Right now, I pray for all those who feel discouraged because they feel like it's too late. They feel like the door has closed. But God, you are right on time. Remind them that you are right on time. I pray and I ask you, Lord, to remind your people right now, whoever needs to hear that, God is right on time in your situation. It's not what it seems. The enemy is trying to cloud your vision, but God is right on time. He is right on time to bring the healing, to bring the anointing, to bring, to bring the next step. Maybe you feel like you've asked God and you feel like time has run out and you need an answer. God is giving you the answer. I pray that God, that you would give those who need an answer from you. I pray that you would give that right now, even as I speak, Lord. Lord, you're not wanting to withhold. You do not withhold from us, but you give freely to us. That is your nature, God. So many times the enemy wants us to think that you're withholding from us. Just like Jordan said about the holding and hoarding money. It's in everything, God. God, you're not withholding anything, but you give so freely. You gave your life. You gave your life's blood. You gave your son. You gave, you gave everything just so that you could be in, in communion with us, Lord. So, Lord, I just pray that your wisdom would fall right now on your people. I pray that we would hear from heaven, that we, you would show us the great unsearchable things we do not know. I pray that we would, we would see revival of the knowledge of the Lord. Lord, I pray for wisdom for, for family members and, and people and friends who, who are misguided, who don't, who don't serve you as Lord. May the, the scales of their eyes be taken off and may they see you as, as you really are. I pray for all those who are in a place of bitterness, all those who are in a place of discouragement, all those who feel stuck. Right now, Jesus, we ask for your wisdom and your provision, God. I ask for the steps Lord, you say the steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. You have ordered your people, their steps, Lord, every single step. God, we want your path. We want your plan. We submit our way to you, God. We ask for your wisdom, just like Solomon did. God, we ask for your wisdom, knowing you will give that, uh, that to us and so much more abundantly. In Jesus' name, amen. And I want to give God the praise that we had zero technical difficulties 
during that prayer. Amen. Prayed for. So there we go. Praise God for that. All right, guys. Amen. So listen, let's get to some of these prayer requests here. We, like I said, we got some pretty heavy ones tonight, but you know what? We have a God who is a heavy lifting God. So we're going to just deal with these right now. So this first one, I'm going to keep anonymous because they lady asked us to. Um, and I'm just going to basically paraphrase a lot of what she said to us. But basically, uh, this person was married to a preacher and he wants to get divorced and they're going through a divorce proceeding now. I don't need to tell you why. This woman is convinced that her husband has an anointing on him and gives prophecies and plays and sings and all those things. Um, but, you know, she's now out of out on her own and can't get a job. And she says, pray, pray that I can forgive him as I want to please the Lord. And so far, I'm not able to forgive what he has done to me. God told me years ago that his likeness will come out of me as a living river of water that will bless many that I minister to. This is my heart's cry, but until I can get this bitterness out of my heart, I can't bless anyone. Well, first of all, I want to point something out to this lady, and I hope she's listening tonight. I read the message. I know Kristen responded to it. I read it too, and you've already blessed us tonight with the very kind things that you've said to us. So I uproot what you said, and I know that bitterness is not – I know that you don't have a bitter heart. I know you have a very big heart. But I think bitterness has come onto it. And, you know, we're not going to play like super Christian here and say things like, oh, well, if you're a Christian, that bit, you shouldn't feel bitter, you know. But let's be honest, we're people. And what I recommend, first of all, this person, and we're going to pray in a minute, but, you know, we did a we did a video two nights ago on the importance of forgiveness and how to come by forgiveness. And we referenced the video we did, I think, last week on the fruits of the Holy Spirit, which are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So my prayer for this person tonight, who I'm not going to name, is in Jesus' name, God, you know who this person is. I pray that through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the fruit of the Holy Spirit, that you, you just uproot this bitterness in her, which is not part of her nature, but an attack of the enemy. I pray that her best days are still ahead of her. I pray that you convict this husband of hers who's running around. I pray restoration on the marriage, if that's God's will. But I, I pray you make this person's life really, really uncomfortable. And I pray that the other night for someone else. But God, you know, it's, and it sounds nasty. But I would rather, God, that you make his life uncomfortable now and get him corrected than have him ruin his life and, and wind up in hell. Make his life hell on earth now to bring him back if you have to. Because, God, your word says that you discipline those who you love. And I know in praying this, Father God, I pray I never met in a position like that. And in Jesus' name, I will never be where you have to yank me back in. But, God, I pray that for this person. But for this lovely woman whose, whose beauty just shines through her the words she spoke to us today. God, heal her broken heart. Help her to forgive. Bring her forgiveness, God. And not to say, if there are other people in her life who she hasn't forgiven, just show that to her as well. God, I believe, I, I receive for her, and I stand with her in receiving, that your likeness will flow through her as a living river of water. This is not, her story doesn't have a sad ending in Jesus' name. Her story has a happy ending, okay? She's got happy chapters ahead of her. And even though she's been in the ministry a while, I declare 
that the her best ministry days are yet to come. In fact, I'm even going to, I don't know if I call it a prophecy, a prophecy, I leave that to Kristen, but I decree and declare that you will get more people saved in this, this next stage of your life than in all the years leading up to this stage combined in Jesus' name. And that's my prayer for you tonight. I ask you to receive it. Amen. Yes, definitely prophecy. Absolutely. Do you want to, I know we don't normally double up, but did you want to add anything to that one? Uh, well, that that was pretty good. They didn't need any adding to, but I just I just pray for for her. Um, I echo what Jordan said, um, and you know it's it's one of those things, like you said, Jordan. We're human, and um, but as you said about forgiveness, and and I'm I'm so glad she recognizes that she doesn't want to stay there. She wants to to experience all God has for her, and I know that she's also going to bless a lot a lot of women. And families, yep. and and yep. and bind, you know, the, break things for the kingdom of God, and and bind spirits and bind wounds. Yeah. So, amen. Yeah, it's like you were talking about last night when you and I were on the phone together uh, after the show, and you were talking about how sometimes you'll be praying in one thing, and then God will direct your prayer to something else. Mm, yes. And, and you know, I really felt that with this person that, like, you know, she's had this fine ministry with her husband. I need her to believe that what. The power behind her ministry was not her husband. The power behind her ministry was God. And yeah, he flowed through him. But she's, I, I really believe that God is going to flow through her in a very powerful way and, and bless her ministry going on, for, going forward in, in, a, in, a, in a supernatural way. Yes, and she has many giftings that may have even been um, overshadowed in her er- years of early mm. ministry. And, um, God wants to bring those to the surface and you don't, uh, she doesn't need to be, you know, uh, underneath anything to, to see those to pass, to see, you know, the enemy wants to tell her, oh, without him, you can't have this ministry, but God is your, and I just pray that she feels that, that God is her Boaz. God is her husband. God is the one that provides for her and for financially in every single way. So, yep. Amen. All right. Uh, Chris, this one's for you. I'll tee it up. Jerry says, please pray for my wife. I strongly believe she has an unclean spirit. I've been a Christian believer long enough to know. She left me doing drugs because she knows I hate drugs. She has been smoking pot every day and night for three years. I suspect meth use. I also think both are damaging her brain. She's in bad shape. Please pray for my wife in our 22 years marriage. I'm hurting real bad and suffering for my wife. She has been gone for almost two weeks. This is torture, probably because I used to preach the gospel on the streets to witches and devil worshipers and helped get some saved. She's a baby Christian and needs our help, please. Go ahead. Well, Jerry, uh, I just want to say, commend you on the fact that you are a strong man of faith, that you're praying for your wife. You haven't given up on her um, and and you're praying this through. Um, So I I just want to say that's that's amazing. Um, I pray I pray for Jerry's wife, Lord. Lord, I pray a prayer that um, I just prayed before about the scales being removed from the eyes. The enemy wants to put scales and just put a veil over people's eyes so they cannot see the truth, so they're clouded by it. God, I, I believe that you can do a miracle because I've I've seen it. Uh, I know so many people who were previously on drugs who were very close to death's door in so many different ways who 
um, found you, Jesus, and have become evangelists and have um, used that um, that nature instead of being obsess, uh, uh, obsessive about the drugs to be obsessive about Christ. So I just pray that this person, you know, really comes to know you, God. I pray that I believe it can be immediate. I don't care what um, people say about the long road of, of recovery. I understand the medical reasons why, just like with that or smoking or anything else where um, you can't just, they say you can't just quit cold turkey or whatever, but I believe that it can be immediate by the power of the Holy Spirit. Another thing that I have seen um, and witnessed because of your Holy Spirit. So I know that it can be done and I know you want to do it in this person's life and you want to do it for Jerry's wife. So God, I just pray right now that you come into that situation and you heal her from the inside out. Anything that's going on in her that's making her any whole or things that she has in her, Lord. In Jesus' name, that, that uh, you know, that kind of trance that she's under, in Jesus' name, may that be broken and may she see you, Lord. And may you put the seed of the mustard seed of faith in her, God, to believe you and to go after you wholeheartedly. And Lord, we lift up Jerry as well. We lift up his distress. We lift him up to you, God. We pray that he would feel so close to you and his wife would as well and restore them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Evangelist Quasar, and it's spelled Q-I-A-S-A-R from Pakistan, says there are many poor families in our country who support their families with their daily earnings, but the problem they're having is because of the virus and everything, you know, the whole economy is being wrecked over there. He says there are 50 families in our church who are in need at least one month's ration. We're trying to manage their rations. God, I've said this before, but I'll say it again. Your word says you have yet to see the righteous forsaken nor their children begging for bread. God, I pray you lift this curse of poverty from Pakistan and from these people here. God, I pray you, I pray you bless this evangelist, the works of his hands what he's doing for these people. I pray that you give them supernatural increase, just like we spoke about today in the sermon, to the point of overflowing so they can be generous in all things. You know, he's talking about how they're trying to manage their rations. God, I I don't believe in in a, a poverty God. I don't believe in a poor God. I don't believe in a manager rations God. I believe in a God of supernatural abundance. I just 20 minutes ago preached a message on that. And I, Quoted chapter and verse. So I know that you have abundance for these people. I don't care that they're in Pakistan. You cause rivers to run in the desert. You cause water to run out of a stone. Okay. I don't care if they're in Pakistan or any other third world country. God, we don't, they don't participate in the world's economy. They participate in you economy, in, in your economy. So God bless them abundantly. Feed all these families in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right, Kristen, I got a couple of healing prayers for you. Okay. Adonias says, pray for me. I'm paralyzed and diagnosed with a tumor in my spine. But he can't have surgery until after the coronavirus. He also asks that God provides his financial needs. It's Adonias. Okay. And Esther, which is, I know, a name you like, says, please pray for me that God will heal me from every addiction. Okay. And that that will not make... I don't know. I can't quite receive which read what she's saying, but basically she has an addiction Okay. and she needs a miracle from God. So Adonias has a tumor on his spine and Esther and financial needs. And Esther has an addiction problem or Lord, is being with an addiction. Lord, we know that you're the God of healing God. 
I I command Adonai's body to line up with the will of God right now. We speak to that tumor and we we say death to that tumor in Jesus' name. We say death to that tumor. We say that when he walks into the doctor, the doctor will say, I don't know what happened, but you don't need surgery. In Jesus' name, we pray and we and we seek your answers, God, on this. And I just pray right now when I speak to that sickness and I say, be gone in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, you said that if we if we ask you that we were going to do even greater things that you that you when you left the earth, Lord. And so we believe that, Lord. We firmly believe that. And we believe in the power of your Holy Spirit to heal. So I pray that right now for Adonias, Lord. Right now, line up with the will of God. And for Esther, Lord, for everything that is consuming her, Lord, we pray for emotional healing, God. We pray for the emotional and mental energy and, and healing and the addictions and things that um, are trying to fill different voids. I pray that every void is filled by you, God. For only you truly satisfy, Lord, and you do satisfy. So I pray that you satisfy every void that she has, God, and that that she would look to you for everything, Lord. And when it and when it gets the going gets tough, or when the enemy tries to woo her with an addiction, Lord, that she would we she would immediately have the wherewithal and the and the spiritual strength to turn to you and to dig in deeper to you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Did you? I didn't hear. Did you pray for uh, Adonai's financial needs? Oh, and yes, Lord. And we ask for his financial needs to be hit. The healing of his finances also, Lord, for that to, to be healed. In Jesus' name, we ask for that right now, for that to line up with the will of God and for you to provide over and above what he needs. In Jesus' name, amen. And as long as we're on the financial topic, I have four other prayer requests for finances. Millie says she needs breakthrough in, in her business. Odu says he needs divine connection and spiritual and financial breakthrough. Manitha says, uh, pray for my husband. He's getting depressed and anxious because he's worried about his job. And Maria says, pray for my family for safe financial resources and give me a good future husband. Okay. Well, first of all, anybody who is uh, asking for financial blessings, I hope you listen to the beginning of the show. And if you missed it, go back and watch it because it's it's critical. Father God, we pray for Millie, Odu, Manitha, and Maria. We pray that they experience financial breakthrough. We know that you are a God of abundance, like I just prayed, and you are not a man that you should lie. God, we know also that you want to bless these people. So if they have been withholding tithes, God, convict them on that. God, if if there's any other blockage in their life, if there's unforgiveness, lack of mercy, anything else that's holding anything back, then please show that to them so that they can get that out of their life and that you can bless them abundantly. And God, lastly, impress upon them the importance of thankfulness, that you want to bless people so they can be generous in all things, so that you get the thanks for it. So God, I pray that all of these people are doing the things they should be doing, but I come to you in faith that you will meet all of their needs in abundance so that they can give generously in all things. I pray for Manitha's husband that he doesn't have to worry about his job or that you find a better job for him. I pray for Odu for his divine connection. God, he's, I interpret that to mean he wants more of you. I pray for Millie, specifically her business. And I pray for Maria her, for her financial resources, but also for a good future husband. And I pray that it's not just a good future husband, but, but one who loves the Lord above all else. There's actually another person here I'm going to pray for real quick. Nakier, who prays for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. 
Nakir, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's my message for you tonight. God, I pray that you bless these people abundantly with wisdom, with knowledge, with understanding. I pray that they draw near to you so that you will draw near to them. And I pray, I pray that they begin to experience the fullness of your blessing and that other people who need financial miracles in their lives will go to these people, not just not just for money, but to have these people pray over them. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, let's see if we can't get to some of the people who are joining us live. Always good to see Fernando. Hey. Diane Chong is here with us. Hey. Anna Lilibeth. Charlie Stevens, standing. I, I would love. I love that Charlie. Is he always tells us how he's pr- he's standing with us in prayer for both people. Amen. He says, "Wow, God bless you both. Thank you, Charlie. God bless you." Okay, so Kristen Diane Fung says, "Please pray for me. I'm seeking victory over my tests tomorrow." All right, Diane. Super cool. I don't know what uh, you're studying, but we pray that you pass with flying colors, Lord. Please help Diane to have a clear mind, to have your wisdom, and um, passing these tests, it's going to be critical to the next step for her, help her not to have any anxiety, Um, but God, take over in that uh, wherever she's, I'm assuming she's going somewhere to take the test, Um, but even if it's home, just fill the room with your wisdom and your knowledge, Lord, and take over and everything that she's put into practice, bring back to remembrance everything she's studied. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Nice to see Julie uh, Pitakisa with us. It says, thank you for your prayers. Our God is blessing me and my family. To God be the glory. Absolutely. Amen. And we love praying for people, but we also love reporting on the good that God's That's doing. Awesome, Julie. Our friend Dave Archuleta says, need to go and pay my tithes. Yes, very good. Awesome. <laughs> Uh, Vets, I think from last night, says, hello, man and woman of God. Thank you so much for praying for me and my family. It's our pleasure, Vets. It's actually yes. our it's our honor and our privilege, and we're, we're happy yes. to do it. Amen. Vinal Don says, requesting prayer for myself since I am jobless now, also, also studying at the University of South Pacific in Fiji. Right. Do you want to take that one, Kristen? Sure. Uh, well, Vinal, we just pray for... God to give you, it's interesting that tonight, uh, wisdom and direction has also been the theme. So we pray that God would give you the wisdom and direction. Um, God has promised to provide for all of your needs. And I just pray that you would recognize the, the closed doors as well as the open doors that both are, both are important. Um, so we pray that God would provide the right job for you. We know he will, and we know he has that for you and your studies. Uh, we pray that you would just do very, very well on all that you're studying and just be such a light there at, at your campus and for your professors and um, that you would walk into the great de- destiny that God has for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Travis Edwards, I pray I get over fear. I have no confidence. Travis, ours is not a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. In fact, I think I preached about that last night, how God wants to give us power. Yes, yes. And how it's actually related to us being merciful to other people. But I used to suffer from anxiety too, Travis, and so it's something I can relate to. But the operative word here is I used to suffer from it. So God, I pray that you perform a miracle in Travis's life, and I know how real that pain is. But I pray for this miracle for this man, that he gets past this fear, that you give him self-confidence because he can do all things through Christ who strengthens him. That's the important part. 
He doesn't have to believe in himself so much. He has to believe in you and understand the things that, that you can do through him and that you and he can do together. So God, I believe in him. I believe he's fully equipped for every good work. Okay. Every good work that everywhere, everywhere he puts his, puts his hand will prosper. That He is blessed as he comes and blessed as he goes. And that he has totally conquered this fear and this anxiety and this total lack of confidence. Nobody who has Jesus on his side should ever lack confidence. And so we pray this is a quick work and a complete work and, and that we get a praise request from this too. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You are a confident man, Travis. Yes, absolutely. Someone who's, I can't really pronounce the first name, if it's Ilatia, the last name is two boys, says, Kristen, pray for me and the country of my birth, Fiji. All right, Alatia, we pray for you and we pray for Fiji. We pray that there's a revival there. I pray for people to come to know the Lord. I pray that the beautiful landscape would mirror um, and just be a reflection of God's beauty in, um, in, in terms of revival. And so, and we pray for you and your whole family. And I pray that you would be, um, that God would raise you up as an evangelist in, in your nation. In Jesus' name, amen. My friend Judy Shammy is joining us tonight, and uh, hey. I, I like her a lot, and I'm glad to see her here. Good to see you, Judy. Hey, Judy. I'm going to pray for Sarimi Dimiawiaki, and I think she's left a word out of this because she says, I think she's trying to say, please pray for my husband. I'm tired of waiting that God is going to change him. I was raised in a Christian family. I'm struggling. I do not want to give up. I am married. Mm. Mm. I, so she left out the word husband, she's, but I think that's what she's talking about. Yeah. So for Suriemi, you said you're tired and you want to give up. What does the Bible say about that? Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. God, draw this person close to you and draw close to her. I pray for this person who I guess is her husband. She says she's tired of waiting that God is going to change him. But see, that's the thing. The Bible says they who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. And so it's it, it's tied to that fatigue. But God, I just, I just pray that you just, like I prayed for the other person earlier, I pray that you just make this other person's life just insufferable until they get their life squared away. Because I'd rather, I, I don't want to, I'm not putting curses on anybody or, you know, I don't want people accuse me of witchcraft or anything like that. <laughs> But I'm simply saying this, God, it's it's better that they suffer now and get squared away than, you know, suffer in all eternity. And this person here, Suriema, doesn't deserve to be suffering. So, God, I pray that you just mm-hmm. you come to her and you comfort her and you get her through this horrible situation. You give her total victory over this situation. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll also add to that. I pray that God um, gives Suriema um, a group of women or at least one woman who can be um, someone that she can share with and and have as her as her I would say accountability partner and as her person that she can you know pray with all the time and ask. So we uh, pray that for her um, as well. Amen. All right, let me just uh, wrap these up. A few more. Our friend Semi uh, says, "Pray for my compensation." I know he's asked us for this a few times, I believe. Also, Inoa says. Thank you, Jordan and Kristen. Pray for my family, peace, protection, and healing. And Wandimu says, prayers for the world, because today's world, many people have big life challenges. 
and he prays that God will meet, will change his condition. Well, Father God, I pray for in Noah, I pray for one demon, I pray for Semi. I pray that for Semi, I pray that he gets the compensation that he deserves. I pray for Noah's family to have peace, protection, and healing in all things. And I ask you honor one demon's prayers because he's just praying for other people who are going through tough challenges in life. But God, since he has a good heart to pray for others, I pray that you bless him and bless him abundantly. Bless all of these people who have come tonight, God, to join us for this ministry. Everybody who wrote in, everybody who's just watching, even the 40,000 followers throughout the world, I pray that you bless them and you bless them abundantly. And God, more than that, and I pray this every night, but it's because I mean it and I, I need them to hear it, that you make them realize that they're not on the earth just just to pray that their needs are met. But God, you've put them here to raise them up as leaders so that they can help meet the needs of others, meet the needs of others by giving them generously, but also by praying for those people, by spreading the word of God. We live in dark times, but God, you save your brightest lights for the darkest times. Help all of these people to recognize that they are bright lights that that are designed to shine in this dark world. All of them are. Help other people see your work and your love and your glory flowing through them. Let other people in their communities know this is a person who got God's miracle. This is the person who needed prayer and had the prayer answered. And have other people come to them and say, I need prayers answered too. How can you pray for me? I pray these things for these people, God, and I pray that I pray that you receive this prayer. We give it to you with all the praise. We give it to you with thanksgiving knowing that you want to bless these people and you want to have close personal relationships with them. I pray that you that they learn, that, that they begin to know you as a personal God, not as a distant God, but, but that they know you personally. They, they feel your spirit. They hear your voice and that you govern every decision they make and every step they take. And I pray that for me and Kristen as well. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want to say good evening to Swarsadi Mangal. Good evening, sir. All right, Kristen. Uh, would you please lead everybody in the call to salvation? Absolutely. If you'd like to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, do you know where you're going to go when you when you die? You, do you know, uh, have you ever experienced the Lord's love? Well, this is your time. This is your chance. Or if you'd like to recommit yourself, do you know that you're right? Your heart is right with God. If you were to meet your Savior right now, follow after me. Don't wait. Dear Jesus, I admit that I have sinned. I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I make you my Lord and Savior. I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, send us a message, or also you can comment on the video. We'd love to hear from you. And if you have any praise reports, keep them coming. They encourage us so much. Absolutely. So. All right, guys. Hey, uh, I declare that by uh, next week's services, we're going to have all these video issues resolved. Uh, yes. They're new. I, I don't know why this is suddenly happening this last week. Well, probably because we're preaching important things. But thanks for sticking with, with us anyway. Tomorrow actually uh, will not be a live episode. I'm going to be. We're going to be taping in the afternoon at Kristen's house. So it'll be a new episode, but we're not going to be live. So the point is, um, if you have any prayer requests, send them to us ahead of time because I'm not going to be able to see them as they're coming in on the comments section like I do now. All right. So that's going to be tomorrow night. 
uh, at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. We're going to be, you know, the videos will air as normal, but we'll probably tape it a few hours earlier. So, you know, get them in ahead of time. Uh, thanks again for joining us. We love you guys. We're really honored to, to have the privilege of being able to pray for you. Have a great evening or have a great day, depending on where you are. For me, it's evening. Uh, till tomorrow, be blessed and be a blessing. Bye, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 845 on WMCA The Mission, AM 570 and FM 102.3. Amazing grace.